Welcome into the Hybrid Dive Podcast. This is your host, Dylan Scott. And today we have yesterday's third place finisher at the Decafit Carolinas, Michelle Navarro. Coming from primarily a running background, looking to gain strength in the sport, we're going to look at her sort of integration into hybrid athletics and just seeing kind of where she plans to go with this and where she's come from. So, Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm good, Dylan. How are you doing? I'm pedaling along. I'm having a great day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So you had a uh, long run this morning? I did. Uh, yes. Sundays are typically long run days for us endurance uh, runners. So I had 12 today. So an easy, easy morning, I guess. Not really. <laughs> get you one of those, get you one of those shirts, church of the Sunday long run. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know like we've spoken before a decent amount in the past. We've raced together. Um, yep. after, you know, I managed to sort of nudge you into racing with me in West Palm <laughs> Beach last year. Best decision um, ever. Yeah. Hey, it was awesome. It led to us going to Worlds and, yep. you know, having a great race there. That was a very fun time. But what I'm going to do is for like everybody who might not know you, um, let's go and kind of travel along the path yep. that got you here to this moment right now where you were standing on deck of the podium yesterday. Totally. I so, mean, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. So let's go back like really early on. Um, for your life, what were things like within the household from like a sporting aspect? Was that there? Was that not? Just g- give us kind of some insight there. Yeah. Um, I definitely come from a, an athletic family. Um, I'm one of three, I'm the baby. So my older brother and older sister both played sports. We started out with basketball and softball, baseball. And then once we all got to high school, um, started doing cross country. So my introduction to running was at that point in my life, but we've always been, uh, really into sports. Our dad was a huge athletic person himself, so it comes from him. Um, and it was just, you know, the greatest memories that we've had. It's something that we all, you know, still do, still all do to this day in some respect. Um, but yeah, running really took out, took off in high school, and just kind of led me to wanting to do that in college. And it's something that I've, I've had such a great experience with it. I've wanted to keep it going after school as well. So I've had ups and downs for sure. Um, after it's been 10 years, uh, since school, but it's been an amazing ride. And especially the past three years have been really, really exciting. So like early on for you, when you were kind of out there playing those different rate of sports, do you find that you were a competitive individual? Were you like, did it kind of light that fire for you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I had a natural knack for things. Um, I mean, I, I was a point guard for, um, for basketball, so I had the speed in me already and that was always exciting. Um, definitely kind of getting back and forth with relative ease. Um, so I knew that I had some speed on me. Um, softball was fun. It was a different environment. I was a pitcher, um, but still just that competitive aspect. I always, wanted to compete with the team and to, you know, try to achieve some goals together. The community is a huge part of why I also still do these things. Um, some of my greatest friendships come from all of those, all of those communities. Um, but yeah, I, I think competitors is one of the words that I would typically, typically describe myself as it's definitely something that's been within me, um, really since day one. (laughs) So, so, and being the youngest, um, you know, did, did you find that you were kind of like, you felt like you had like a little chip on your shoulder? Like, yeah. I, I got to keep up with y'all. I got to prove something. Like, was that there? Yeah. I mean, I think I, it was more like, oh my God, they're doing these awesome things. I want to do that. 
Um, and not necessarily to, to beat them in any way, but I mean, I'm definitely the one that, that kept it going for the longest. Um, and I, I would, I guess would say I had the most success with it because I continued on with it. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's more so like the motivation to be like, okay, they've opened my eyes to these awesome opportunities in athletics. I want to see how I can handle this. Yeah, and so did each of them, did they all run, did your other two siblings run cross country as well? Yes. Um, and, and really that was, uh, that was super important because I would go and spectate and watch all of the races and it was, it was nothing like basketball, nothing like softball. It's just, I don't, the energy, I mean, you know, the energy yeah. in cross country, it's still my favorite thing. Um, it's wild. Uh, it, it's, there's something unspoken about it. And I always get excited when I get onto a course that I'm familiar with, um, just to relive those experiences. Um, it just challenges you in a different way. And I think more, more mentally, uh, sometimes physically with some Hills, but yeah, there's, there's an energy for sure with cross country that I just gravitated towards. You can't be a great cross country spectator and be out of shape. Yeah. For people who have watched races and stuff, you know, gun goes off. It's like yeah. 30 seconds. The pack moves, and then it is a horde of people. You're going to the mile marker, yeah. <laughs> and like I remember during the short time that I was coaching, it would just be like click, start the watch, and then you're you're looking at the course map. Where are the tangents? Absolutely, all the spaces, so you can yep. you can yell for as many people as possible. So like, okay. I understand what you're saying. It's a different kind of energy Absolutely. than being in an arena on top of people. Yes. Yep. Um, it's it's like there are certain there are certain spots, especially if people have run the course before that they know they need they that they need your voice. So like Homedale Park in New Jersey is yeah. a notoriously difficult course. That's one of my favorites. And I I live pretty close to it now. I train on it. Um, but my brother and sister would do literally exactly as you said. As soon as the gun goes off, they're gonna go right to the bowl and and immediately cheer me on and then find their way back somehow to the finish to watch. It, they, you have to be in shape to do that. It's wild. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah, we had a similar course. Our state course was called Sand Hills, and there was this one particular spot that went straight up into the two-mile marker, and it's exactly what it was. It was a hill, and it was sand, and it was steep, and everybody would just line the side of it. And, I mean, you're just eating. You're just, oh, dear God, help me, trying to get up that hill. And everybody's just yelling, like, yeah. yeah. like, I just want to die right now. Right, right. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and you, you turn the corner and you're like, thank God it's flat. And there's just yeah. one mile to go. But yeah, cross country, Brutal. awesome sport. And yeah. so at the, were you playing, you were a three-sport athlete. So you yeah. put all of these through high school? Yeah. Um, so it, it started to like taper uh, in, during high school as I began to understand uh, how, how much more um, challenging it got from elementary school to high school even. So basketball, for example, got too aggressive for my style of play. Um, and I think that hindered me uh, in performance. And so I naturally, you know, just kind of knew that that was going to phase out at some point. Um, and keeping in mind, you know, just in chatting with my uh, parents, knowing that, you know, the goal is to go to college and if I can get a scholarship, amazing, I'll have a better opportunity with the thing that I'm doing the best at, which is running. Um, so I believe I stayed with, I stayed with softball until junior year, basketball, only freshman year, and then eventually picked up winter track and, uh, spring okay. track. And so all of my cross country friends were like, when are you going to do this? Like, because I was only doing cross country at the time in the very beginning. So once I picked that up, 
I then developed a love for, for that because track is track is a different beast in itself. Um, running around in circles doesn't sound that fun, but there, but there's some, there's definitely benefit to doing both. So I was excited to, to get into that realm as well. Oh, it, shoot. If, if people don't think track is fun, go watch, a, <laughs> go watch a four by four. Yeah. A four yeah. by four is electric. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <Very> true. <laughs> um, that's one of the most fun. Everybody be like, maybe the four by one, four by one's cool. Four by four. Yeah. Electric people go yes. wild. Yeah. So you got onto the track. What year was that? Sophomore, junior? I am pretty sure it was my junior year. Um, okay. I think, I don't think I did winter track sophomore year. I think I might've started in junior year and okay. then. Yeah. So definitely senior year though. Got it. So at that point, you know, you're running track year round. That was something we actually didn't have down in South Carolina. There was no oh. indoor track season. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't race it down there. They raced it in North Carolina, but uh, for some reason, the Southeast didn't have a lot of indoor track. Okay. So like our guys who didn't, they would, we would go cross country wrestling and basketball. Okay. And then yep. track is kind of yep. how it broke up. Um, but so now we get to the point where we're eyeing colleges. And I know, of course, you did go on to running college. Yeah. Did you have aspirations of a certain one you wanted to run at? You know what? Not really. Um, I I knew I wanted to to hit the Division One level. Okay. Um, you know, I I did pretty well in high school. I wouldn't say that I was like phenomenal or really like above. I don't know. I honestly don't know how I compared, but um, good enough that I wanted to challenge myself to find that Division One uh, college that was also going to obviously be great for graphic design, which is what I ended up deciding to major in. So knew I didn't want to travel far, but I wanted to travel far enough to experience something other than New Jersey. I knew that was the goal to try to, you know, go to another state just because. Um, but yeah, uh, I ended up choosing um, Sacred Heart University in Connecticut. So that was about two hours away. But I looked at I looked at seven different spots within the Northeast. Um and, you know, I think when I stepped on the campus in uh, at Sacred Heart in Fairfields, I just knew it was for me um, in comparison to everything else. I feel like I, so I have no clue what colleges you had looked at, but one part yeah. of you just says maybe you looked at Fordham. You know what? I didn't. I had friends uh, that went there. I didn't, though. No. Um, I <laughs> There's was a part saying, of me that thought that. I was like, I bet you might have looked at Fordham. <laughs> no. Um, so Manhattanville uh, yep. in New York, um, LaSalle in Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, Oh my God. And a few in a few in Boston, but that was a Northeastern in Boston. And yeah. I actually really, I really liked that. My sister went to Wellesley college. So I had the, the Boston connection already. And, but it was, it was overwhelming for me. Um, I, I'm not a city person. I really still am not to live. I like to visit. And so the thought of going that far and into a city was, a, was a little bit intimidating at the time. <laughs> I can understand that. It, Hey, look, I got, I, I love the, love the Wellesley girls running the yeah. Boston marathon. Yes. They come out, they're so loud yes. and it's wonderful. And I remember running by and they're all, and I'm blowing kisses. I don't think anybody <laughs> caught one. It just drifted off. I was like, that's okay. That's epic. That's it's epic. a wonderful oh time. God. So, so thank you to your sister for going to Wellesley yes. to continue that tradition. She was certainly there. I did ask her. I didn't realize that that was such a big part of that race at- and she was like, oh, yeah, they take the day off. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And so uh, of those schools that you looked at, you ended up going to Sacred Heart. Was that the one that had the best program for you running-wise? They had a great program. Um, at that time, it was their, honestly, one of their prime times. Um, and I didn't know, I didn't know too much about all of 
the other ones. Um, but I did go and um, ask to meet with the coach. I didn't get recruited. Um, I actually just set up a meeting myself with the coach um, and just told him I was I was interested in coming out for the team. So I was a walk on. Um, but I knew that there were some top ladies, um, pretty sure running low 17s or mid 17s in on cross country courses. And I was like, okay, I think I, I think I know that I can progress here if I can mm-hmm. train with these girls. Yeah. I mean, and, and putting yourself in a situation where you're not the best athlete on the team yeah. is, uh, were you coming from, so like your high school program, were you kind of like the person? No, I wasn't. Okay. Um, and I attribute my success to those girls that pushed me. Um, one of them, I still actually train with to this day. We reconnected, uh, Angelica. She's wonderful. Um, and Alyssa, um, she was a great above me. Um, I've kept in touch with her as well. They were, um, they were a little bit faster. Um, I, I was always that third person holds, mm-hmm. you know, keeping up the, keeping up the pack. Um, but yeah, w- I really, I still believe that I do my best when I have someone pushing me. Um, and it's something that I want to work on too. I want to be able to push myself, but it certainly helps when you have people that are better than you. <laughs> yeah, and, and so just for people listening, if they wanted some perspective, the times that you were running kind of coming out of high school, I'm supposing. Yeah you were somebody who ran 800 and up? Yes. Yes. Mainly, mainly the two mile on the track, um, probably jumped into the mile, but, and then, yeah. And obviously with cross country, just doing the, the 5k. Um, but I was coming from 20 minutes. Um, I think I got down under 20 minutes, maybe once. Um, but yeah, I was, I was kind of around that level in high school. Um, so that's why I like said, not, not, I don't think really anything above average or any at that time. Oh, um, I see. Not knowing the like New Jersey racing scene. Yeah. I know that if somebody was running 19 minutes for a female at like in the South Carolina region, she wasn't like the best. Yeah. But she was good. Like, yeah, that, that was a solid runner coming out of high school. Um, And I don't know if the Northeast, I think they're probably a little more competitive. Yeah. So for sure. I would guess to be somebody who is like, oh, this is a really solid girl. Probably 19 flat to 1845. Yeah. So absolutely. you're racing with girls and they're running around that, right? Um, I think my friend Angelica was definitely lower 19s. If she okay. cracked 19, I wouldn't be surprised, but I can't remember the times. Okay. Just curiosity on the Yeah, topic. yeah. No, it is it's, it helps set the tone. <laughs> yeah. So you're coming out and you're you're a sub right around sub 25k runner, head off the sacred heart. And there you end up running cross country. Did you also run indoor and outdoor? I think yes. you, I know you ran outdoor. Yeah. No, I did okay. all three. And at that point, did they turn you into a steepler? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and this is funny because New Jersey didn't have steeplechase in high school. So I had no idea what that was. Um, my captain, when I get, when I went on to the, the team at Sacred Heart, uh, she was also from New Jersey, uh, very like nearby from, uh, New Jersey. Her name's Teresa. Um, she was the one that was like, you would be excellent at the steeple chase you need to try this and i'm like what is this and so i started i started looking at it uh oh my god super intimidating but wow is that fun <laughs> what what stood out like were you messing around with hurdles or something and they're like you got a little bounce like i don't know you know what i i think um i I think I can improve relatively quickly when I am given the proper training. And I think she saw that in me, like from cross country, because like I said, I I'm coming from like twenties consistently and I was easily running nineteens consistently in, as my, you know, as a freshman in uh, college. So I think she saw that progression and was 
is like, all right, this girl's probably strong enough to handle this. She should give it a shot. Um, yeah. And, and I actually did pretty well. I think I had a strong enough base. It's, it's really complicated the, the technique for it. So mm-hmm. definitely wasn't successful at that really until even when I finished, but, um, yeah, I, I held my own, I guess. <laughs> See, I have never gotten, I never ran the steeplechase. They, they didn't run that in high school either for us yeah. in, in the South. It's a pretty rarely run like high school event. Yeah. And normally they race like a 2K steeple when okay, they do it. Right. It's like a weird, you know, and then college, they race 3K. Right. Um, so that would have been fun to do because yeah. for some reason, I loved to go over and mess around with the hurdles. Like yeah. <laughs> I'd go over there and hurdle. And like, for some reason, I had a really good lead trail and, and trail leg. So I could jump decently, even though I have no hop at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I had like some hips. They'd be like, Poing. yeah, so, <laughs> I can imagine just running a steeple. And how fun that would be. I might yeah. just have to set one up one day. You need to. And just do sure. it alone. Just be like, yes. I'm just going to go. This is a solo adventure <laughs> to make up for something in the past I never did. Yes. I am on board for that. <laughs> and so at Sacred Heart, you're there. You said you're studying graphic design. Yep. And while you're there, like, what is your experience like as a student athlete? Yeah. Um, it was busy. Um, it was definitely, definitely a a higher level of, uh, training with, you know, from coming from high school, you know, my, my coach, he's on his 30th year coaching. Um, so at the time he was 20 years in already. So he knows his stuff and has his regimen for all of us. And I, you know, I just did whatever, what, you know, what was tasked of us and was very impressed by how well I was keeping up with it because it was a significant difference. I don't even know if I hit like 20 to 25 miles a week in high school. I was getting up to 40 to 45 miles a week um, in, in college. So huge difference. Um, and the amount of time that that takes uh, with your schedule as an, as a student trying to get through like all of your classes, it's, it's hard. Um, but I was always one to do better with my time when I had very little of it to make sure that I did all of the things that I did. So it worked for me and I, I definitely did well. I, and I wanted to do well at, at both. Um, I was, you know, successful in high school with my academics and, um, yeah, it was just something always like, all right, let's try to be my best in this. Let me make sure that I put the effort needed to do both of those things. And so with you being a walk on there, your academics, did that help to cover like the cost of school and everything? Did you come in? Yeah. On? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, financial aid as well. Um, they definitely yes. gave me the best package too. Um, huge, huge help. Um, yeah. Uh, walking on in freshman year, um, progressing and actually continuing to gain athletic scholarship throughout my time. Um, I was able to continue to earn it the, the rest of the years. Yeah, I think that that's like, that's a huge thing for, mm-hmm. I, I know there probably aren't too many people who are listening to this that are like up and coming high school athletes or whatever, because yeah. they're not in the hybrid world. Yeah. But having your your freaking academics in order, mm-hmm. that for me, that covered my college. Like, yeah. I came, I was thinking, oh, I'm going to run in college and everything. And then all of a sudden I'm hurt. And it's yeah. like, oh, no school's going to offer a hurt guy money. No. So I'm like, I better have my ducks in a row academically. Yep. So mm-hmm. in a minute, in a split second, you can lose physicality. Mm-hmm. You can lose mental, you know, you'd have to have a really bad accident. <laughs> yes. But your odds of getting hurt as an athlete versus yes. your odds of getting like <laughs> uh, something that causes you to now become much dumber than you were before <laughs> are a lot like, <laughs> yes. unless you go into like the home alone house and try to make it through that, you know, or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just get popped with a paint can and now you're just, you drop <laughs> 30 IQ points and you're dumb as a stump. Yes. But yeah, having your academics in order really makes a huge difference for just being able to go to college and understand like, hey, as an athlete, if I get hurt, I'm still okay. Yep. And for it's, you, it's important. I was going to say, it's just, it's important to have multiple goals in life. You shouldn't, mm-hmm. you shouldn't define yourself by one thing. Um, I I've always, I've always tried to challenge myself in a bunch of different realms of my life, uh, for that fact, I don't want to be defined by one thing and I want to get excited about everything life has to offer. And I think it's really important to have that for everything that you just said. If, if you get hurt physically, it's really, really difficult during that time to, to try to find the motivation to like be patient with yourself because you need time to recover. So what are you going to do during that time? All right, let's go find another passion. But if you have one already, amazing. And it's never too late to go find something too. It's if you don't have that other thing, don't let that stop you from trying to find something else. There's so much, there's so much out there. <laughs> that That is like huge other. Cause I know for you, you're on the, like your other passions, you're very artistic. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like I see you like your paintings and all the stuff that you do on that side. Yeah. So like, if there's ever a time where you're like, oh, I'm injured. I can't train. Yep. You can still make something beautiful. Yeah. It's, you know? um, it's a, it's a definite, definite, um, needed therapy in, in a different aspect. Um, I've always been creative as well. The same thing. So they kind of went hand in hand my entire life. Um, but yeah, d- and doing it as a profession, like getting into graphic design was just a huge bonus. Cause I really didn't understand that that was a possibility. Um, my mom really introduced me to the to the idea of it. So the fact that I am still to, doing art as a profession is is wonderful. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's something that you really can go to if you can't do the physical part. Um, and so I'm very grateful to have to have that passion as well. Yeah, and that's again, I like I can't hammer down how important that is. Having been in that scenario where you lose like you lose your athletic ability, you lose what your sense of self was. Yeah. Like, what do I do? Well, yep. it's good maybe to have that happen early on than later in life. Yeah. Because you have a lot more, like, you have a lot more flexibility to go find things that you're good at. Totally. Um, Because you have less responsibility. You have more time. Yeah. But yeah, like you're saying, have a bunch of different avenues that you enjoy so that life is not hinging on one event for one thing. Yes. Yes. There's so much pressure that goes into that too. If you're if you're defining every all of your worth in this one thing and it doesn't go well, how are you mentally prepared to handle that? Like it's it's difficult for anybody to go through that. So yeah, it's just I think it just takes the pressure off and and probably allows you to appreciate it more because it's not like this this job or like this thing that you just feel like you need to do. It's it's not giving you the, as much purpose when it's when it has that much weight. I feel like no, it takes a lot away from it. Like yeah. like I think about in high school, I used to put so much emphasis on not just like races, but training days. Yeah, I can ruin a whole twenty four hour period just by fucking up a track workout. Yeah, and and now like late in life, now or late late in life, I'm twenty seven. <laughs> Later in life, I go to world championships, get smacked upside the head in Manchester, and it takes me 15, 16 hours. To come back from that. And I'm like, I'm good to go now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you had your moment. <laughs> yeah. You, you're like, you're not saying, Hey, you can't have bad times and grieve. Right. But Lord have mercy. Don't let that be something that crushes your entire experience of an yes. event. 
Yes. Better, better, uh, better explanation. Yes. Is that it's important to allow yourself to feel the feelings that you so naturally feel because yep. we all are upset when we don't perform and it, it's, that's totally fine. It's normal. And you should, um, because that means it matters to you. And that means that you're going to just push that much harder afterwards and figure out how to do better next time. Yeah. There's that. And there's also the people around you. Like yes. just because things are going bad for you, you, sh- at least I was kind of raised up that way. You don't impart your poor mood or bad emotions on those around you. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're the one who's calling it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you're like, all right, Hey, we're going to have to deal with this together. Yeah. But yes. if you're just in a shit mood, you should not make everybody else around you feel bad. Yes. Like yep. that's emotional maturity is figuring out how to be like, all right, I'm not doing well, but that doesn't mean everybody else has to like suffer. Yes. <laughs> and we're supposed to be talking sports, but Hey, sometimes we get down rabbit holes and we start yeah. talking about, you know, emotional intelligence. It happens. It's, it's more, or it's where a lot of my my conversations go. And I think that's definitely more later in life. Just being being more, um, I guess, aware of these things and and trying to be methodical and, and logical about why things are happening. But I think we we both are in that <laughs> in that realm oh, now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we've had the opportunity to know, like, run together, talk, yes. just have good conversations. Yes. So so now we're we're getting. Let's say we get towards the tail end of your time there, at Sacred Heart. Were you there four years? Four years. Four years. Okay. So. You walk in, you're a 20-minute 5K girl. You've never ran steeplechase before. Now you get to your senior year. And what are we looking at? Like, where have you progressed to, both physically and mentally? Yeah. Um, so senior year was was easily my best. Um, I continually progressed each year, which was awesome. That's how you would want it to be. Um, so senior year, I think my best cross-country time was uh, 1806. So got all the way down easily, like at least two minutes from yeah. uh, you know high school, which is incredible. That this is also third on my team, by the way. So again, in that three spot um, with some epic girls on my team, um, Alyssa and Brianna, um, she, they're just, they're awesome. And yeah. And then in track, um, trying to think, I, I started to hit 17s, high 17s indoor track for the first time. I think I got down to 1745 and then outdoor track was where steeplechase came back into play. And I did, I did pretty well. Um, and I got down to a 1044 steeple and a 1731 5k. Those are my PRs. And I mean, that's, that's moving. Yeah. I mean, is it Olympics? No. Uh, but is it fast? Yes. Yeah. Like a 1731 5k for a female is quick. Yeah. It's it's impressive. Yeah. And it's a, it's a chip on my shoulder kind of thing because that was two hours after my best steeple at the, at the time. So it's like still in my head, like, like I have more and I need to figure out if I can do this again. So trust me when I say that I'll get back on the track, uh, at some point, I don't know if it's going to be this year, but maybe next year. And you're smart. You race a lot. Like you race you're, a lot. <laughs> you're like somebody who's really involved in the community of racing. I feel like I see every weekend. You're like, I'm not at this race. You're like, yeah, yeah. Here. Like, where is she now? It's yeah. You really do bounce around. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so I've gone through phases after, after school, um, wanting to race, not wanting to race, but every time I get back into it, the thing that keeps me training and keeps me mo- me motivated is racing. Um, the environment and the atmosphere of road racing has been life changing, and it it kind of motivates me to continue to get better. So each time I started to get back into it, that's really where I would start. I'm like, all right, let me try to train for this. 
and see how I do and, you know, kind of go from there. Um, but and I've, I've talked with a lot of people about this too. Um, some people don't like to just get into it right away because they know they're not ready to perform at the level that they once were. Um, but for me, I just, I just want to start, I need a starting point. And I'm like, I just need sort sort of something to like make, like just understand where I'm at at this point and try to gauge where I want want to get to and how I want to tackle training to get to that point. Yeah, it's it is difficult to go out and race a distance that you used to run in a certain time and then be like, yeah. what the hell happened? Like right. that can get in your head hard and discourage oh, you from yeah. racing. Like oh, if I yeah. want to race to 5k right now, I wouldn't be close to my PR. And I'd be like, yeah. man, why do you suck? Like <laughs> but, but it is important to be like, all right, you know what? If I just keep avoiding this, yes. I'm never going to make progress. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it, everybody's different, right? Some people, you know, they just want to train on their own or, you know, do it in, you know, in their own time and then get to the competitive side of it. I just, I think I was just always a competitor and I love challenging and racing against others and, and being a part of the community in that way. Um, and, and I really didn't do road races in like high school. I maybe did want a couple, but it wasn't as common for me. So it was actually exciting to discover outside of school, like, okay, I'm not on a team anymore, but this is, this is kind of neat. Maybe I can continue in this, in this way. Yeah. Because that's tough, you know, doing, uh, like you get out of college and there are not many sports that you can suddenly be like, oh, now I've got, you know, I could compete in this still. Running mm -hmm. happens to be one of those. Mm -hmm. You don't have the same like cross-country track community, but you yeah. do have the road race community. Yeah. And like, that's a fun group. Yes. You know, it was funny too, um, in school, realizing I had, I'm probably going to have to choose what I need to do and what I want to do in college. And I thought of that as well. I was like, you know, running is something that I could have as a lifestyle. And I think I want that more for myself. Um, you know, knowing I have some goals for myself as an athlete in in school, but I'm like, but I want to continue this feeling as as long as I can, and this could be a lifestyle for me afterwards. So yeah, there was a lot of benefit to to continuing to run. Yeah, that's not something that uh, like I find the the most peaceful place in the world is trail running. Yeah, like I love it. So yeah. it, it's beautiful to be able to take something that you practice for a long time and then be like, oh wait. I just keep doing this. Like mm -hmm. you can't just put on football pads <laughs> and go like, they'll be like, what are you doing? Like yeah. there's only a few select sports that you can be like, I'm going to do this by myself without yes. looking like a crazy person. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and running happens to be one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, you can still look like a crazy person when you're running, but you know, oh, <laughs> I, that is true. Um, so I've got a story. My uh, living in South Carolina did not snow often, of course. Mm. Um, and then one time we have a snowstorm and Everybody talks about this. This was my my boss Cameron, who is an absolute crazy person. Him and another guy from the from the community named Forrest. And yes, the guy named Forrest running is rather funny, but he was uh he was a he was a decent runner. They go out while it's snowing. They put on ski goggles and a speedo and just run through the middle of town. Oh, my and everybody's God. just like, hey, y'all remember that snowstorm we had when Cameron was out running with Forrest in his speedo and snow goggles? So <laughs> um, yes, you can still look like a crazy person. Yes. Um, he is a certified crazy person, <laughs> but a he lot owns of say what? Say so he owns it. Oh yes, he owns it absolutely. Um, but a lot of certified crazy people are right deep down inside. Oh, oh yeah. So where do you where do you find hybrid in all of this? Yeah, um, this is something that's very new. Uh, I think for a lot of people in this 
in this arena, but um, I was introduced to it with the gym that I go to. So Alpha Fit Club is uh, big in New Jersey. And that was something that I um, came to know when I moved to my town, Red Bank. Um, they had one of the gyms that was just recently opened. Um, and it I had seen some, uh, you know, previews of it on social media, and it just seemed like a it seemed like a great community and and something that was going to challenge me. It, it's definitely more of, you know, that like hit type workout um, with, you know, machines that I've never seen before, really like never seen the ski, never seen the uh, row, the bike. So I was like, all right, I like, I, I like athletic things. I think I will take a, you know, take a liking to this as well. So joined, um, joined the group and, just really didn't look back, um, was eventually introduced to, uh, DECA first saw a bunch of people getting into these races that were, you know, I, I, again, like didn't really hear about this. I'm like, what is this race? I know Spartan. Um, I've done like a mud run Spartan race before, but what is this, you know, strength stuff? So, um, I eventually, you're going to laugh at this. I, you know, I went to the roadshow in New Jersey, uh, and you were there. And so I, that was my first introduction to like seeing this DECA fit race. And I was, I was livid that I was not running. Like I was going to say, you didn't race, did you? I didn't think you did. I did not. I, I was literally traveling to Connecticut for a party that day, but I knew that people were racing. So I'm like, all right, let me check this out in the morning and then I'll you know, be on my merry way. I was so mad. Um, and I talked to, I talked to Yancey that day and I'm like, how do I get to worlds? Because it was going to be in Atlantic city in a few months. And he's like, you got to qualify. You got to come out to Palm beach in two weeks. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so that's what happened. <laughs> that God, that New Jersey race was one of the worst races of my life. It I had, looked, it looked hard. A, on I had the such turf. a bad time. Oh, um, so I'd say 30 minutes before the race, maybe, maybe an hour because to the hotel. I completely lock all of this up in my neck. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting up, I'm stretching out and my wife calls my name and I turn around. She's like, Hey, we grabbed that. For some reason, I just reach like this. My whole neck seizes up. So I can't look this way. And we've got, <laughs> I've got to go out. We're, we're moving at the time from New Hampshire to North Carolina. That's right. So I've got yeah. my little Prius and a U-Haul hook to it. Dylan. I've got, I've got my dogs, my wife, a hamster, and we're all just trying to make our merry way down to South Carolina. <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just stop off and race and then we'll just keep going. And so my neck is completely locked. I can't look this way. I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so I just like start hammering ibuprofen and rubbing tiger bomb on it. Oh my God. I'm like, we'll just go out there and see what happens. <laughs> I was so miserable. Like everything hurt. I felt sick. I was like, this is, I'm doing this ram burpees. Like, I just want to go home. You're, I just want to get my little Prius and pull my U-Haul home. God, you're insane. You literally won, didn't you? <laughs> I, yeah, I did win that day. But but either way, so I, I remember you being there. Um, I don't think we spoke any no. of that one. Yeah. Um, because the, the gym you go to, that was Sam Tooley's gym, correct? Yep, yep. Yeah, Sam's taking, he's got New Jersey taken over with Alpha Fit Club. Yes, he very much does. Kieran <laughs> and Kieran, correct? Yes, Kieran, yep. Yeah, Kieran. Okay, I wasn't sure yeah, how to pronounce they, his name. They have uh, another, it's uh, the garage gym is yeah. uh, you're in space and okay. uh, they're actually opening one very close to me, which is very exciting because I need that because um, I, I need the individualized training for all of this lovely hybrid racing that I'm interested in doing. So <laughs> very excited about that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because it seems so. It seems to me like you're somebody who is very receptive to coaching. Yes. Like yeah. you don't. I don't feel like. Do you sit down and write out your plans, or are you just like, hey, I'm gonna let a coach do this for me? So um, with the running, I do the majority of it just based off of the sheer twenty years of of doing this. Um, you know, and learning and, and, uh, but a lot of it is based off of my training from, uh, from college, uh, and what my coach, uh, had done for me then. Um, but I, I try to talk to as many people like yourself as I can just to gain an understanding about how others do this and, and try to figure out what's going to work best for me and then try to just figure it out from there. Um, but I, I definitely am very receptive to coaching because I want to learn from everybody. I want to learn how I can do things better and be more efficient. Yeah. And so from a co- your college system, I feel like did they not, they probably didn't have much strength work incorporated. So we did have strength training twice a week, but I don't remember it really being um, being as extensive as it is now for me, I guess. Um, so I think it was more so like, let's do the essentials to to make sure that your body stays in good shape. But we're also talking about a 20 year old body. It's a different it's different than a 30 year old body. So there's a, there's a lot more that needs to be done now than back then. I think I was was able to do less and still perform well just because of the age. I think the only difference between a 20 and a 30 year old body is its ability to consume alcohol and live <laughs> off of less sleep. That's it. It can handle sleep deprivation and alcoholism better. Aside from that, it's not a difference. <laughs> Good goals. Good goals. <laughs> so, so now you're at the point where you're like, all right, I'm pissed I missed this opportunity. Yes. Booking a trip down to Palm Beach. And so we go there. That's early September, I think, or late August. One of the yes. Both. Yeah. Um, it was, I think September 3rd or something was the actual race day. Okay. So get in there and leading up to that, like how much training did you do that was specific to that race? You didn't have much time. No. Um, so because I have been doing Alpha Fit Club, I was doing it once a week. Um, I was still getting uh, used to just performing those basic functions. Um, and, and, you know, so I was familiar, it had been maybe a year, um, that I was, that I had been going to this gym. So I've been, I was familiar with all of the categories at this point. Um, but at that point, uh, with the two weeks to go, I, um, asked my trainer at the gym if he would, uh, do personal training with me, um, for the two weeks and, and on us, honestly, leading up to worlds with the intention of trying to get there. So I, I asked him for help, Joe, um, and he, just basically taught me everything I, I know now. He still does because I go to his class every Wednesday. All right. So you start working with Joe. He teaches you everything that he can teach you in two weeks. Um, and then you get down to West Palm Beach. And I, what's your confidence level at for being able to race at that point? Yeah. Um, so I know my level in the running uh, running fields and I'm pretty confident at that point. I'm trying to, let me think of what I was running. Oh, I had just broken 19 for the first time since college right before that. So huge, you know, huge accomplishment for me was getting back to that. Um, so that had just happened. Um, that was like early August. So I'm feeling great in that realm. Um, and then, yeah, with all of the other parts of this race, I I really just don't know what to expect unless I get into one. So that was really my my head going into it. I'm like, all right, I got to just try and see where I'm at. But I did do one of the first things that we did um, was a simulation. So uh, we started off with training, Joe and I, with a simulation just to figure out, all right, 
what, what are we going to do here? How, how am I going to stack up? So did the best we could. Um, obviously it's not the same as running in a race, but, um, did fairly well. I was like high forties. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm, I still want to throw myself into elite just because I want to compete against, you know, fast people. I know from the past that that has helped me. So, um, yeah, just, just try to give it my all at that point. So you felt, well, I mean, high forties, you crushed that, you know, yeah. with regards to how, how you actually race. Yeah. Um, so you get out there and into the race, how does each, let's go through kind of the stations feel for you. Cause some people they're like, bro, I barely even noticed the station happens. Mm. And other mm-hmm. people, it's like, oh, yeah, I got hit by a train. Um, yeah, yeah. So, like, when you come out of lunges, do you feel like your legs are heavier? or you just kind of sprint right out? Yeah, um, the the very first, you know, time getting into it, I'm I'm really not comfortable with stuff yet. So, lunges, especially coming out of, coming out hot, you know, just in a race, I'm like, all right, let's go. This is what I can do. So, obviously, that's not great when you're trying to pace yourself for this, you know, multi-station, you know, you have to run in between these strength stations. So getting into the lunges, I think I felt heavy, um, but it's, it's quick and it's the beginning of the race. So, um, you know, I think still did pretty well. Um, but the, I think the machines are where I suffer the most. Um, they just take, they take their cardio. So they just take a lot out of me and then to try to get back into the running. It's, it's still hard, still hard for me, but getting better. Yeah. So, I mean, the machines are, they play to somebody who's bigger, somebody who's stronger. Yeah. You're, you're a fairly small, like individual, yeah. not a big person. Yeah. You know? So to be able to muscle around, you know, the skier or the bike or the rower, I mean, you're not tall either. So you don't really have those levers that you can play yes. off of. So it, it makes sense that those would be the three places, well, four places because the tank, yeah. but the three places that you're like, ah, I got to build there. Yes. So I'm watching, well, actually, I don't want to get to the race yesterday. I don't want to <laughs> jump too far. Um, so we're on, let's, let's try to mentally put ourselves into, we're going into station seven in that first race, the assault bike. How mentally, like, did that intimidate you? Were you like, oh dear God, here it comes. Or, you know what? I didn't, I don't think I realized how awful it was. Um, (laughs) you just don't know until you, until you've raced all of the race and up until that point. You know, like I can, I can jump on the bike in a workout, uh, back home, but that is nothing compared to doing that entire race and then getting up to that point at the seventh station. It is brutal. And for me, all of my strength still right now is my legs. Um, and, and I feel like my upper body really just hinders me from, from doing well at that thing. Cause you need to do both. It's so hard. Yeah. I, I don't, my split was probably like a 240. I, I, it, besides yesterday, it was really still there. Uh, it's it's one of the hardest hardest stations for me. Yeah, it's really a it's it's one of those things where it's like mass moves mass. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> and like because you watched say Kevin Gregory yesterday. Oh my god, rip the darn handles off the bike. He's going so fast. <laughs> and an animal. And you, yeah, oh, I know. And you and I get on there, and we're like, we're like, go, ah. please, please, go. <laughs> like you would never think that this little stationary contraption with a fan on it could put you on your knees so fast. So brutal. So brutal. But now we've gotten to the point, you've made it to the bike, you've made it to the tank. And had you been training any with like, you know, tank stuff, push, pull, getting stronger? Yeah, um, I did. We have, uh, it's basically more like the high rocks uh, sled 
Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing work with that with Joe um, for the two weeks up to Palm Beach, um, doing a few different techniques, um, but you know, pushing a, a decent amount of weight. So I had I had a feeling, but the deca whatever you know, I don't even know what it's typically called the tank. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a it's different. So yeah, it feels it different. It's one of those things that like the more effort you put into it, it slows down. Yeah. Um, and it's just an interesting kind of kind of deal, mm-hmm. but. It's also like I saw you yesterday doing the rowback technique. Oh God, walk it back, Michelle. Come on. Yeah, I, I know. Was going crazy. I'm sitting there on the bike and I'm watching the race <laughs> yesterday. I'm like, no, oh, she's catching you. Quit rowing it. Walk it back, I know. please. <laughs> I um, yeah, it, I still need to work on a lot of things at the tail end of the race, but my mentality there was that my legs are just on fire when I'm mm. trying to pull it. So that's just something that I need to work on. But I. I realized that that could probably be doing me more harm than good. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm definitely not confident with that one yet. That was easily my slowest one yesterday. So, uh, much room for improvement there. Yeah. So you get across the line from that first race in Palm beach and what's your first thought? My first thought was awesome. I got under 40 because I, like I said, like my simulation was probably around a 43 back home. So I ha- I was just like, all right, let me try to get around 40. So a 38, 47 for my first was, was great. Um, and yeah, it was just easily the hardest race I've ever run. I've never been challenged that way. Probably one of the longest too. Um, I'm used to 5Ks that are under 20 minutes. So this is double that. And then just strength is is not literally not my strength. It's my weakness. So to add that into a race with a 5K distance um, was a it was an accomplishment for sure. I was really proud of myself um, and excited for the opportunity to you know to jump into it um, because there was one left. I just had to travel to Florida for it. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, like to, to show up and have like a goal in mind and to go out first time and crush it. That is, yeah. you know, for from just a confidence perspective. Yes. It's a great feeling. Yes. And then, so you're like, oh, I'm used to 5Ks, super tired. And this dude's walking around and he's just asking people, hey, can I get a doubles partner? So <laughs> what in you finally, because initially you were a no. You're like, nah, I can't. Yes. Yes. And then you find out that Ryland has a flight. Yeah. It's on the same kind of timing as you. Yes. And it starts turning in your head. So what finally made it click over to be like, ah, shoot, I'll race with the ding dong and khakis. Yeah. It was never about not wanting to race. It was the fear of missing my flight. Um, and so as soon as I heard that Rylan had a flight 15 minutes from me and he was doing it, I was like, I legitimately have no, no excuse. We're going to do this. And I said, I wanted to, this is an awesome opportunity. It's a relay. It was so fun. Um, and I was just like, all right, I'm still high from the, this morning. Let's, let's give it another go. This is an opportunity that I can try to get better at this stuff and, and really learn from you too. And just understand how best to tackle all this. Yeah, and when you said yes, I was stoked. I was like, "Yeah, get a race again, baby. Let's go!" <laughs> <It's> um, great. <laughs> so, so we we go have a race. We have a good race, I, I feel. Huh. And but we do have a little podium faux pas go on, <laughs> which oh, was God. a hilarious moment. It was wonderful. <laughs> for for anybody who didn't know, we thought we finished in top three because we raced in the the faster of the two heats. Yep. And so like they're rearranging the podium. They're like, "All right." And then third, and we're like, got it. We start walking up, and then they say two different names. And we're like, yes. And, and so it turns out Alvaro and Valeria, I think, they come, and Alvaro runs like a gazelle. Yes. And Valeria can station, and then they kicked our ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was so, wild. 
Yeah, so so there's a great picture of us looking both very confused. Like, huh? Oh man, we're losers, darn. Uh, but, but you know what? I was gonna say, like, what that is the type of push you need. We're just like, all right, well, we're gonna get it next time. This just means we gotta work that much harder. Competition is is out there. (laughs) And so we did because we met back up uh, like two months later, two and a half months later in in New Jersey to race again. And you made it in. You made it in on the women's side, didn't you? Yeah. So I not at first, Um, you know, my thirty eight forty seven, I think, put me around like 30th on the leaderboard. Um, But with the rollbacks, uh, and it was so it was only 12 at the time that was that were being accepted into worlds. Um, So anyone who decided not to, uh, you know, commit to the race, you know, they eventually ended up giving it to the next um, 12 people. And from what I can remember, it was uh, just like open first come first serve. So if you got the email, then and you signed up, then the spot was yours. And there was only like two or three left. So I was just fortunate enough to get another one and get an opportunity to race against the best. See, sometimes you don't have to be quick on the course, you gotta be quick on the keyboard. Yep, yep. And you're quick on the keyboard. Is. That's so, that's the real race. <laughs> that's the real race to catch the roll down process. <laughs> so so you get in and you get to race worlds and we get to race together as well. Race yeah. Yeah. So from the first experience to the second, like when you lined up again, were you like, oh, I know what's coming now? Or like, wh- where were things at with your mind then? So I'm trying to think from like early September to mid-November, we're talking mm-hmm. about a solid two months of training at this point. So went back to working with Joe and was able to, was able to get that um, on a call. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I just, you know, went back for two months of training in between Palm Beach and uh, Worlds in Atlantic City and was able to work with Joe that much more on all of my weaknesses, basically, um, and just to try to get stronger and to build that base that I needed. Um, and I'm still training for 5Ks as well. I had uh, a cross-country race at Home Del Park that I was aiming for at the uh, end of middle of November um, and along just trying to you know, beat my college PR of 1806. Um, I had just, you know, just broken 19. So that was the next goal. So had a lot of great speed work um, already on my agenda and just building up that base with strength. And uh, so coming onto the line, super intimidating um, against the best. I was clearly not meant to be there as a top 12, um, but I'm certainly going to take that opportunity and try to learn from it and try to try to keep up. Um, so it was just exciting, super exciting to be there. You have such a great like, attitude when it comes to racing and stuff. You're like, you know what? I get it. I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm gonna have a damn good time. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If, if the opportunity presents itself, I'm, I'm one to go for it because it's just, it's just to try to better myself. And if I can have a fun time doing it, meeting some awesome people, then hell yeah, let's go. It's so a race one to race two. How did you race at worlds? Were, were you faster than that 38 high? Yeah, so big, big PR. Um, I went from a 38.47 to a 37.12. And oddly enough, the 5K time did not change. It went up by two seconds and all of the strength went down. So that was a shock to me when I went back and looked at my times because I'm just thinking I'm going to get faster. I'm like, I don't know how much strength I'm going to be able to build, but let's see if I can just get faster between the stations. Maybe I won't be as, you know, uh, as beat up afterwards. So 
yeah, it was, it was an interesting way to, to get better, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, th- this is a race that actually really pays to, to be better at the stations. Like yeah. uh, we watched yesterday, a kid comes out who in the men's race, who's a sub 15, 5k guy. Wow. And after three stations right out the back. Wow. Um, yeah. Cause he took off. He was in the lead. Once he got through the row, he was game over. Colin was in mm. front. It was, it was, see you later, buddy. Um, wow. so running, you know, it translates to a degree but you have to have all around functional fitness and you can make a lot more gains over the time that you put into the stations as opposed to on that run. Yeah. And you did that. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was just literally competing against the best. I mean, I wanted to watch the race too. It's just, it's so hard. You get to that moment where everyone else is just doing their absolute best. Um, Tara doing world's record style stuff. It's just, it's exciting. Yeah. And so we come out of that. You're in a race where Tara sets the world record. And now you're like, okay, time to race doubles. The, that was, <laughs> that's the, the next day. I look like garbage. <laughs> um, and I'm your doubles partner. And, and I mean, I'm like, or actually, it's that night, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. It's that night. And I had had not the best of races. Um, and it's like, all right, it's doubles time. And honestly, that was a great race. We finished yeah. second, I believe. Yeah. Like it was, it was good. Um, yeah, I, you, you had kept it real. You were like, I'm going to be honest with you. I do not feel my best and we're just going to see how this goes. And no, I said, we're, we're here to, we're here to just see what happens. Um, we're all, you know, just try to figure this out. So, um, the fact that we had some great competition is just a bonus because that's just going to set the tone even further and push us more. Um, but we held our own, man. We did good. Yeah. And I mean, there's something about racing with a partner that mm-hmm. like pulls the best out of you mm-hmm. to where you're like, you know what? I can't, I can't slack off for this person. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we had a good strategy too. And yes. that's, that's on you. Um, so it's knowing how to strategize in that race so that we both can deliver our best performance. It, it's really essential because you can, you can mess up pretty bad if you don't understand your strengths, both of both of you and be able to lean into that. The fact that we both have a great running background and splitting up the the runs, like literally like a relay, just passing off the baton. I think it was great. Um, I think, I think that that helped us a lot just to get that little bit of rest in between. Oh, it helped me a ton. Yeah. Mentally I'm over there. I'm like, I am dying. But every time I got to like trade off a little bit, I was like, okay, I think I got like, (laughs) I get like 45 seconds. Of yeah. Um, All right. 250. Let's do yeah. it. 50 meters. <laughs> yeah. Just like hang on for your life. So we come out of that and you've got, you know, a decent amount of time to train into the next season. Yeah. And so that takes us, we'll go ahead and jump to yesterday. Yep. Where I would say you ran 75% at race, like to a T. Oh, we were, I was watching the splits. You were out, like you honestly outstationed Tara all the way up until the bike, other than the rower and the skier. Mm. And that's impressive. Yeah. So what did you do over that time frame to improve to where you were kind of hanging around with the best for a good lot? Yeah, it's I, I didn't know that that was happening, honestly, um, just because just because the the run, she's still ahead of me. So I don't know what her what our splits are. Um, I, I you know, I have a watch on, but I'm not uh, I'm not tracking my splits. Um, I'm just kind of have it on. Um so knowing that and understanding that um, is is definitely encouragement. But coming from, you know, this was my second race of the year. So coming off of um, SoCal uh, in May, I had a lot to to get back to. Um, that training, you know, like 
like I said, Worlds was November and then my first one was in May, but all of my training from that point on was for a half marathon. So I'm not really training at my speed work. Um, and my half marathon was two weeks prior to the May race. So I didn't really have the, the, the deck of fit training that I, that I wanted, but I, I went into that SoCal race because again, I like the competition and I needed a foundation for this year. I needed to figure out where I was at. And the more experience that I get with the races, I feel like the better it is for me. So yeah, I went into yesterday, um, knowing that I wanted to get back to where I was. I wanted to start I wanted to start where I left off, but that clearly didn't happen. So I had a lot, I had a lot to get back to. So between Southern California and yesterday, maybe about six weeks of time, I just started hammering speed work, hammering speed work and making sure that I was getting DECA focused workouts in between. Um, I have a couple Rams from Rylan. Thank you, Rylan. Um, and I been training with those. Um, so that's been helping a lot. And I do have a rower at the gym that I go to. So I was trying to get some of that um, and, and tried to do a few simulation type workouts here and there. So I think it's just a culmination of, of getting back to focus training for DECA specifically um, and time. Um, I am a firm believer in consistency and being patient with your training. It's going to get you where you want to go, but it might take you a couple tries to get back there. So yeah, yesterday just clearly proved that I just needed a little bit more time. Yeah, and so it also showed that how running again doesn't really translate yeah. that well to decavit racing because yep. you went and you you ran and you were training for half marathons, and then you come in and you're like, oh wow, none of my station works there. Yep. And then you put in concentrated station work, and you have a day like yesterday. Yep. Where you were, I mean, you're sitting in second, and I know it's hard to bring up because you're sitting in second and you hit that tank, <laughs> and man, you gave 40 seconds on the tank and it was killing me inside. I know. I know. Um, we, we are all aware of my weaknesses. It's very evident. Um, but it's just, um, it's just the ends of the race. I, I am used to running with, to give not to have nothing left at the end. Um, mm -hmm. and that is just strictly my racing background, uh, my 5k racing background. That is just how I, how I run. And that's why I go out hot because I know that they're going to catch me at the end. So, I knew that that was coming. Um, and I just, I just tried to hold on. Um, I, I was legitimately, I remember feeling dizzy at that point with the, with the sled and I'm like, all right, I know I'm, I'm pushing as hard as I can. I just need to maintain. So, uh, yeah, it was clear. I mean, I, I literally started out going for the, the men's, yeah. uh, <laughs> the men's uh, tank. And so, yeah, you can just tell that I was not, not mentally with it as much as I want it to be. I was like, oh, this is bold. She was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I need a three-setting like, baby. These legs are ready to rock. Um, <laughs> but so, you know, you make it through, you get to the Ram Burpees, and you finish in third, and now you're on the podium. So yep. other than doubles, we've been on the podium together for doubles. Yep. First time on a Spartan podium, or first time on a Decafit podium. Yeah. That's got to feel like a very big accomplishment. Yes. It's, um, it's definitely surreal when you're in it, um, because there's just so much going on. Um, it's, it's hard to take it all in. Um, but it's, it's incredible. Um, and in that, in that last station in the burpees, um, I mean, everyone just came in right after me. Like I said, yeah. I knew that I knew they were coming. And so I, I ran into the station and, you know, within seconds, everybody else was there doing the same thing. So I'm like, 
I got a hold on as best I can. And my, my body is just done. Like I, like you can, you can tell that I just, I I have a lot of work to do with certain stations and that is one of them. It's just, it's the end of the race. I got nothing left. So it's, uh, it was an amazing feeling to just be able to hold on to third. Um, it's, it's something that I've wanted for sure. And I think I, I've believed that I can get there just because I, I know that I have got the speed work, but strength is no joke. And I, I really got to, you know, train for that. And and I have been trying my best. So I'm really grateful that it's, it's paying off and I'm seeing that success. Yeah. And I think honestly, if you go back and start committing to strength more, yeah, your running's not going anywhere. Right. You know, and suddenly some of those machines come down, some of those functional movements, like the Ram burpees, like mm-hmm. the sled, they come down all of a sudden we're flirting with like 35 minutes. Yes. You know, it's, and that's, it's, that's very it's where I want to be. It's where I want to be. It's very competitive. And so yeah. for you, like looking at, I would say, is that your goal? Is like, do yeah. you have 35 on the, on the dot is like, I want to break that. Yes. You know, I mean, if you think big, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a competitor. I want to be the best. Um, but it's, but I know that my, my expectations need to change because it's, it's progression towards, you know, a bigger goal. So yeah. The fact that I've done this a few times now and I've consistently been, you know, in in the same uh, areas and, and doing the same performance levels, I'm like, okay, I I know that I can get there, but um, let's set a more realistic expectation for myself now. So yeah, 35 minutes has has been in my mind to try to hit towards the end of the season. Um, and so racing, you know, I, I had told you the ones that I had planned to do, I, I had these in mind. I had SoCal in mind, Carolina's in mind, and then Pennsylvania in mind as the, the race that I wanted to really be my breakout race where things could come together because, uh, I would hopefully have had enough time to train up into that point. Um, and, and to get some, you know, some racing, uh, deck of it in the mix, uh, in between that. So it's, it's the goal. Um, it's just, it's got to come together, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm confident that I can get there. If it's, you know, if it's later, then I'm still going to go for it. <laughs> yeah. So we're looking, we're looking to see you again in Pennsylvania here in like two months. Yep. And hopefully, yep. hopefully I can be there and hopefully yes. we can race doubles together. Yes, please. <laughs> um, and, and I'll give my, I'll make it my best shot to be up there for that. Um, so we know PA and then, I mean, the overall goal, in addition to, if you're running 35 or below, you're probably making it to worlds. Yeah. So we're looking at trying to shoot for another world's appearance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I really don't feel comfortable uh, with the time that I have now at thirty seven oh four. I agree. Um, I I think it's I think it's at the you know at the cusp of being you know being overtaken very soon. So I want to give it another shot. I know that I'm capable of more, which is also why I want to give it another shot. But there's just there's people coming out of nowhere and it's amazing. Like the competition is just getting more and more, uh, challenging and it's been awesome to see seriously. Yeah. And and it is as a burgeoning sport, you're going to see people are just going to start showing up and they're going to start showing out. So you have to know that wherever I sit right now, that shit ain't safe. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's certainly not, (laughs) but as you keep progressing, like I said, and if we see like a 35 minute showing from you or right below it, I think that that does lock you in a spot. Yeah. And so I really, I hope that that, that the training that you're doing translates over. Yeah. You start to win the back half of the race and we we see you again at Worlds. Yeah. That's the goal. That's what I'm going for. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, you know, as we close things up, we look at the success we've seen, we look at where we're going in the future. 
Uh, do you have anybody that you just want to shout out, thank, or anything to just close things out? Yeah, everybody. Um, everybody back home in New Jersey, um, family, you guys know I'm crazy about all of the racing that I do, but I love you. Support is everything. Um, Alpha Fit Club family, Garage Gym family, you guys are the best and I need you to train every day. So um, you guys help me push further and just everybody in the sport, all of the support is amazing. Um, I really, you know, take it to heart when people reach out and just follow along. So let's keep going. It's, it's just a great community to be in. So, so pumped for what's next. (laughs) 